Hello, back again, episode 19 now, the Real World Fitness Podcast, and you've just got me today, um, not recording with the with Chris and Neely for the Strong Dads Pod until later this week, so uh, maybe tomorrow I think we're doing that. So uh, yeah, after the news last night about, uh, I guess, kind of lockdown two being or coming to an end and going back to the tier restrictions, gyms opening, that kind of thing, um, I figured it'd be a good time to to come on and just talk through a few thoughts that I guess I posted a bit about on Instagram yesterday but I think it'd be good to expand upon a little bit because it kind of looks at a few things that have happened over this year you know and hopefully some things we can take out of it and certainly I'd like to people to take out of this year from you know having large periods of it where gyms have been closed there's been a focus more on health um, to to some degree, um, so I guess I've kind of just been thinking about that the last few days and some of the things that I guess the thoughts that I have to do with health and fitness and training and exercise and how it all fits into our lives. I feel this year, in some ways, could be a bit of a watershed moment. Hopefully, it is for the fitness industry. Um, and I just wanted to kind of share my thoughts on how I think we should go going forwards, and hopefully, you guys will get some value out of it and everything as well. And you know, as always, it'd be great to hear your thoughts on it. You can, you know, speak to me on Instagram. You can email me. Um, and if you like what I'm saying, if you find value in it, please, you know, go to wherever you get your podcast from. Leave us a five star rating. Leave us a review um, and share this, you know, with, with friends or anybody you think would also get value out of it because it does massively help us kind of and help me kind of get the get the message out there. And you know, it also makes me uh, realize that there is I'm not just chatting shit here I am actually helping people and things like that so yeah if you are getting value out of it please 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 let me know so yeah last night they announced that I guess the second lockdown's coming to an end gyms can open again next week and though I think from a lot of the hard work some of the guys in the fitness industry have put in over the last few weeks making the government aware of a lot of the stats on kind of the infection rates through gyms being very, very low. They've decided to, I don't know whether the customer's essential, but they've decided that they can open again. And in, I think in future lockdowns, they will be allowed to remain open, which don't get me wrong, is a good thing. My, I guess my concerns with it, or my disappointment with it is it's taken a global pandemic like this for the fitness industry as a whole, if you like, to start, speaking more openly about the benefits of exercise and the benefits of a healthy diet to I guess our health and well-being our mental mental health as a whole rather than just you know for fat loss for getting six packs for you know getting shredded and looking good and all the aesthetic side of things that go with all that surface level stuff it's taken something like this it's taken probably you know people having their livelihoods taken away from them to an extent um it's taken that threat for people to actually think hang on a minute let me tell you about the benefits of what the fitness industry can bring to you it's always not always been about because there are people out there who are very very good but there's a lot of it that that is just very surface level it's all about aesthetics it's all about the way you look it's all about you know looking good for instagram it's all about you know good lighting and fancy pics and filters and all that kind of stuff detoxes you know booty building programs all you know topless selfies all that kind of stuff when it's like 
it should, you know, suddenly now when, you know, people's livelihoods have been taken away from them, they're posting about actually, you know, the mental health benefits of going out, getting a sweat on and getting your heart rate up, the physical health benefits of, you know, being active and the, the, the all the health issues that can help to mitigate. And in some ways it disappoints me a little bit, but in some ways it's actually look what we can achieve when we all start to pull in the same direction. So when, you know, we've heard so much over the last few weeks about obesity levels and, you know, the effects it's having on the NHS and the effects it's having on the nation as a whole, it's like, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the um, interventions the government wants to put in place are kind of, they're looking to make instant changes. They're very short-term focused because the way the government and the way elections and things like that are set up, if they can't spin it to show figures uh, are improving, to show that the interventions they've put in place have had a really good effect, they're going to get voted out of the next election. Those stats are going to get used against them. When in actual tr- facts or in actual truth, what's going to, when you know, if we put an intervention in place that's going to actually work, it's not going to be felt, you know, the benefits of it aren't going to be felt for, you know, probably years down the line because it's not going to be, you know, a quick fix. We're talking about undoing a lot of people's, uh, I guess, education on what a healthy diet is and what good nutrition is. We're talking about upskilling, um, you know, cooking and meal prep and things like that because, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into obesity. It isn't a case of just people being lazy, you know, they can't be bothered to exercise, they're not motivated to go and train and, you know, they, they eat junk all the time. There are a lot of kind of like social economic factors that go into it. There's a lot of education factors in it. You know, there's obviously uh, financial implications to it. The health, impl- um, you know, in, in terms of like genetics, things like that. There's a lot of different uh, factors that play into that uh, obesity framework, if you like. So it isn't as simple as just going like, right, people need to eat less and move more, which is a lot of the stuff that you see the government throwing out. I retweeted something from Nadine Doris the other week, basically just saying people need to realise that they need to eat less and move more. And it's like, that's such an ignorant statement to make. But, you know, it's perpetuated through a lot of the fitness industry. And it's taken, I guess, the situation we've been in this year for the fitness industry to come together and go, actually, no, it's not just about us um, getting people shredded and, and losing weight. It's actually by improving people's health. And if we can help to promote physical activity. So one of the things that I, I believe will make changes in it is if we take it away from kind of weight loss, fat loss and make it, I guess, easier, more convenient and, you know, enjoyable. We encourage people to get into, you know, living a more active lifestyle through obviously there's going to have to be kind of government funded or like government initiatives that make it easier for people to get into playing sport or to take part in exercise classes or, you know, just to be able to go out and go for a walk, you know, whatever it is, there's got to be systems there in place where we can encourage people and get all of us to be living a more active lifestyle. Because one of the issues now is that we don't live active lifestyles on a daily basis like we used to you know, 30, 40, 50, 100 years ago, you know, our, our jobs are a lot more sedentary. We spend a lot more time, you know, sitting at desks, at laptops, you know, at, um, you know, commuting to work on trains, in cars, whatever, you know, we get 
food delivered to us. We can get on phones and have food delivered to us in seconds. You can go to the shop at the end of the road and pick up, you know, whatever food you like very, very quickly. So it's very easy to be able to eat a lot of calories and expend very few calories. So we've got a, you know, the fitness industry has got to be part of the solution to that and going, it isn't just about giving people meal plans. It isn't just about, pardon me, motivating people to exercise more. It's finding ways of how do we get this stuff into people's lifestyles and, you know, how do we get them doing things uh, on a more consistent basis? Uh, you know, how do we make, how do, how do we make change in their lifestyle as a whole? Now, part of that is obviously going to come from education. Part of it's going to come through probably motivation for some people. It's going to come through, you know, them making changes. It's going to come through government government initiatives. There's going to be loads and loads of different things, you know, that too many for me to even sit and think about here, let alone go into on a, on a podcast. So, you know, the fitness industry has got to, for me, has got to show its value. And I feel like it started to do that the last few weeks with fighting to keep the gyms open it's now got to look beyond that and think right how, how do we sh- how do we make the industry more valuable to people because it's clearly the, one of the reasons they closed it was you know the government and such probably don't value it you know a lot of people I feel don't value the fitness industry because it's all seen as you know promoting self-promotion on Instagram through you know taking topless selfies and it's all about six packs and abs and most people I feel don't want to do that. There are people who are out there who want to do it. They want to get into bodybuilding. They want to do the physique stuff. They want to do the photo shoots or whatever. And that's fine. But for me, the like the bread and butter of most personal trainers clients are people who just want to get in better shape. They want to lose weight. They want to improve their health and be able to go on and live, you know, uh, uh, an energetic, uh, a fun-filled life and make the most of it. And that's why they want to train. That's why they want to, exercise that's one why they want to eat well and the fitness industry has got to show the value to those people how they can help them how they can help them improve that improve their health get the doctor off the back and be able to do all the things they want to do you know run around with the kids go on holiday and you know look good feel good all that kind of thing as well so yeah that's into a little bit of a rant but i hope people take out of this like the fitness industry as a whole that we need to be putting health first but that you know the population in general you know, there's been a lot of deaths this year. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, if you're eating a healthy diet and if you're exercising every day, that's going to make you bulletproof because it certainly isn't. But what it can do is help to stack the chips in your favor and it can help to at least be proactive in preventing some of the, certainly some of like the metabolic issues and metabolic health issues like heart disease, like type 2 diabetes, like high cholesterol, high blood pressure, all that that kind of stuff it can start to stack the chips in your favor and it can look after your physical health as well as your mental health as well. And hopefully I think, you know, when a lot of us have spent a fair amount of this year inside at home, only been able to go out, you know, once or twice a day or whatever to go for a walk or go for a run or, you know, to exercise. We've not had gyms. Hopefully people are realizing the effects that, uh, you know, exercise and being active can have on both our physical and mental health you know, and that isn't just about keeping the gyms open. That's just about us living an active lifestyle. So that's about on a daily basis, are you doing something to be active? Whether that's going and hitting 10,000 steps, whether it's, you know, taking the stairs up to the office every day rather than going from the lift, whether it's getting in, getting in the gym, 
you know, three, four, five times a week, whether it's going out for a run a couple of times a week or going for a bike ride or just a big walk in the countryside at the weekend, whatever it is, are you doing stuff to be active and to live an active lifestyle? So that kind of leads us on to the next point. I hope people realize just the the benefits walking has. So I think I've spoken on previous podcasts. I've certainly put about it on social media and it's kind of growing a bit more now that um, the benefits of like NEAT or getting your NEAT up. So NEAT stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Now that basically is the calories you burn moving around, you know, on doing anything that isn't exercise. So that can be, you know, running around after after the kids, trying to get them ready and get them ready for school or nursery, whatever, in the mornings. It's walking about, it's doing whatever you're doing at work, whether it's walking to meetings, going to the office, standing up, shivering if you're cold, all that kind of stuff is is your needs. So from a fat loss perspective, the and this is why we set step goals, this is the biggest place where you can positively impact your metabolism. So if you're walking more, you're, you know, obviously steps is the easiest place to measure it. If you're hitting 10, 12,000 steps a day, something like that, then you're doing everything you can to positively increase your metabolism. And you're doing it in a way that isn't massively taxing on your body. Think about if you go to the gym, you're going to be limited in what you can do in there, either on time, because you've got to go back to work and things like, oh, you get tired and you've, you know, you physically can't keep going or in the weight that you're lifting or the intensity that you're exercising, you can't keep going at such a high intensity for a long period of time because you're going to fatigue, muscles are going to get tired and you know performance is going to drop. So you're only ever going to be able to train in the gym for a finite period of time where, you, where you're burning calories at an elevated rate. Whereas walking around and neat is such a low intensity that you can, keep, you can do more. So you can actually burn more calories outside of the gym than when you're in the gym. So in terms of fat loss and and that kind of thing it's massive for that but also hopefully certainly in the first lockdown where restrictions were probably that bit tighter and everybody was suddenly going out for walks and things like that hopefully the other benefits of just being outside of just being active both physically from getting you up and getting you walking around and hopefully then you know getting rid of little niggles and things around your back your hips things that tighten up and stiffen up from spending all day sat down hopefully you start to feel the benefits to those and then the benefits of just being outside and having some headspace mentally as well and you know having a bit of time for yourself to sort your head out to you know manage stress levels and let's face it we've all probably had a pretty stressful year this year whether it be stuff to do with work whether it be homeschooling kids or whether it just be the uncertainty of the whole situation you know getting outside and just going for a walk, being in the fresh air, you know, it's massively beneficial to your mental health as well. And, you know, obviously there's been a massive um, sort of focus on that recently. And certainly in the minute with, with Movember and things like that as well, there's been a, a push towards that. So hopefully one of the things I want people to take out of, to have taken from this year as a whole, but certainly from the lockdown periods, is the benefits of movement and the benefits of being outside um and like I say yes there's been a massive campaign recently about keeping the gyms open for mental health benefits but I don't think we should become reliant on that you know things things happen you know gyms might close again or you know things might happen where you can't make it to the gym now if you're and this is one of my things with people 
you know, I guess campaigning so heavily on the mental health benefits of the gym recently. It's almost like saying you can't do anything to to exercise and to benefit your mental health away from the gym because you can. You know, you, you can train at home. You can get a sweat. And I've been working out in my kitchen. Yeah, it's not the same as going to the gym. It's not as in, enjoyable and things like that. But I still feel better once I've done a load of rows on a TRX, swung a kettlebell and done a load of press-ups. You know, it's it, it's about doing, I, I guess, what you can with what you have that's going to help you feel better, you know, in any form of getting a sweat on and getting your heart rate up. By the end of it, you're probably going to feel better mentally after it, whether it's the most enjoyable form of exercise you've had or not you know i hope in the long run people will realize if they get outside if they play sport if they get into exercise if they just go for a walk mentally and physically they're going to feel better for it so i guess the last point i want to make um is kind of two-pronged so the first point is i think this has probably shown us that there's never a perfect time to start working on i say goals in general but certainly you know, to do with your your health and fitness and, and exercise goals. Like I've spoken to a load of people over the years and some clients who come to you want to lose weight and then they'll go, I really want to do it. And then something in the back of that, I'll go, no, I'm not sure I can do it in a minute. And then they'll go, I need to wait for work to calm down or I need to wait for, I've got a few birthdays coming up. So we're going out for meals. We've got parties and things. I need to wait. So I've not got as many social occasions. And then when I've got a clear run at it, I can really put everything into it. I can go, I can go hard at it and I'll, I'll do it then. Now, if we look at it this year, we had probably four months where pubs and restaurants were closed. We couldn't go and see friends and socialize and you know things like that. Yet there were still reasons not to start working on your your diet and exercise whether that was you know stuff to do with you were homeschooling kids and you were really busy with work and things as well and you had to get everything sorted which is fine i'm not saying these are excuses and that you know you should have been nailing your diet and you know working on losing weight and losing fat and getting in shape anyway there isn't there are, you know i'm not saying you have to do it but what i'm saying is don't wait for the perfect time because you will always find a reason to not do it you know people have said you know, I, I need a period where I'm not drinking because I can't do it. So then you've had a period where pubs and restaurants are closed and suddenly everybody's buying booze in because they needed a beer or a bottle of wine to relax in the evenings because lockdowns come and they're stressed and all that kind of thing. So there is never a perfect time. It's probably about doing what you can do with what you have and then, I guess, snowballing or getting the, getting the ball rolling and then letting it snowball from there. So when you know more, when you, you know, you're able to do more, then you can do better, but it doesn't matter as long as you start doing, you know, you make that conscious decision to start and make improvements. So, you know, if you looked at it and thought, right, all I'm going to do to start with, I'm going to make sure I go for half an hour walk or 45 minutes walk every day. I'm going to do some form of higher intensity exercise, whether that's going for a bit of a run, whether it's, even if it's just like intervals, so you run a couple of lampposts, walk a few lampposts, something like that, or whether it's do a little bodyweight circuit or whatever at home. If you did that a couple of days a week and you made the decision, right, I'm going to have vegetables with every meal, you know, something like that, or I'm not going to drink during the week. Things like that are going to have a positive impact. And then you, you do them for a few weeks, they start to become consistent. And then you gain confidence and go, right, I can do a little bit more now or the gym's open, you go, right, well, I can start going back to the gym a couple of days a week. You can always start to snowball it, but you've got to start doing something. 
And then as you make mistakes, you will learn from them or you you know, you know get a coach, you start working with somebody like me who can then shortcut your, I guess, your journey for you. So you can go, right, actually, let's work on doing X, Y, and Z. And then you go, your your results will kind of grow exponentially and you'll start to snow, they will start to snowball, you'll start to see more results. That then makes you feel more motivated. So then you start, you carry on eating better, you feel more confident, you feel better, you exercise more and you see better results and the whole thing kind of cycles. But it's all got to start with someone. The first bit is the hardest bit. I think I spoke about this on my Instagram last week. If you're going to push a car, the hardest bit is getting it going. Once it's going and you've got momentum into it, it's easier. You know, you can keep it going and keep it going. And, you know, you can get faster with it. But the hardest bit is going from zero to getting it moving. So I'm not saying this year has been easy because it certainly hasn't. And I'm not saying you know, you should have been nailing your diet and using it as the, you know, the, the lockdowns as the time to get on top of your diet and training because for some people, you know, th- that was the last thing they needed to do. If I look at it in terms of like us, so my wife Lucy was off on maternity leave when the first lockdown came in and for a while she just went, I can't, you know, I, I just, I can't focus on my diet and, and exercise and things at the minute and, you know, she was four or five months so she was just sort of going back into the gym again when lockdown came in and then that just went I can't you know I don't have the headspace to deal with that and deal with the with the baby and everything at uh, at this time so it's like right fine you know we, we have basic things in, in, in place so obviously we, we share the cooking between us and things so we're eating pretty well so but she was like you know I want to have a glass of wine in the evenings I need it to chill out and things like that but then after a while I went okay, I'm in a place now where I'm ready to go. And, you know, all we did was she started to walk more, we started to track her steps, started to track, uh, keep a food diary and track calories, things like that. And, you know, if you go through my Instagram, you can see the results that she's got. But it all started from just making small changes. Once once she was in the, she'd got her head around kind of the situation we're in, she goes, right, let's go. But there's times when it's not right, but then it's not about waiting for the perfect time because it'd have been easy for her to go, you know what? let's get this lockdown out of the way and then I'll start going back to the gym again in July. But then, you know, that time comes and gyms are open again. But at the time, people are a bit like, I'm not sure I want to go back to the gym, what our infection rate is going to be like. You know, the last thing we needed, okay, we might look at it and go, well, we're not exactly at the high risk of of getting the disease and, and getting COVID and, you know, being hospitalized with it and things like that. But it's a massive pain in the backside if you've then got to isolate for two weeks if you do get it and you don't want to risk passing it on to other people and all that kind of thing. So, you know, she decided she didn't want to go back to the gym straight away, which is fine. So, you know, it then dragged on. So then it could have been another few months that she hadn't, you know, made progress. Then she might have felt worse about it. And you can see what I'm getting at. It's very easy to keep putting things off and putting things off and putting things off and then they never get done. So there's never a perfect time. You can always do something once you decide it is the right time for you to do it. Or once you decide you are going to take action, then, you know, you can just, you don't have to be perfect with it. All you've got to do is start putting some little things in place and then tracking them. So ticking off every time you go to the gym, are you hitting three sessions a week or something like that? Are you having vegetables with every meal? You know, are you keeping a food diary? Just little habits like that. You tick off every day you do them. The more days you're doing them, the more they're going to get ingrained as habits and the more convenient you make them, the more they're going to get ingrained as habits. And then once they're getting done almost automatically, pardon me, then you can go, 
right, let's put another one in place or let's let's find out, let's you know do a bit of reading or let's work with the coach and you can start to fast track it and you can start to build on those positive successes. But if you've got the habits in place, you've made the decision to try, you've started small, you can always build on top of it. And it's far better mentally to build on top of positives than it is to try and go absolutely balls out, going um, 100 mile an hour, putting everything to that, eating clean 24-7, seven days a week, cutting out alcohol, cutting out sugar, cutting out bread, cutting out pretty much anything that tastes good, trying to flog yourself in the gym or doing bodyweight circuits or out for a run every single day because then when you feel like rubbish or work gets busy and you miss something like that and more things start, more balls start to get dropped, you feel worse and it feels like you're taking a step backwards if you go, right, instead of training every day, I'm just going to train three days a week because you feel like you're you're not doing as much as you should be. Whereas if you go the other way and go, right, I'm going to start off by training three days a week. If it's happening regularly, you can go, all right, I'm going to try a fourth. And if that's happening, then you feel like you're stepping forwards. You don't feel like you're making steps backwards. Okay, so because it is just me and I've been rambling for sort of 20 odd minutes now, uh, I'm going to round it up there. Um, Hopefully, you know, you've got some use out of this. Hopefully my thoughts have made sense and I've not just absolutely ranted and confused you for half an hour. Um, As always, you know, any, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. So either bob me an email or bob me um, a message on Instagram. You can find me at Coach Rimmer on Instagram, Facebook, pretty much all form, most forms of social media. Um, and like, like I say, if you've got some value out of it, please share it with your friends. I want to try and grow this podcast and get it out to more people and help as many people as I can. Um, I also, you know, if you can leave reviews and leave ratings on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from, that also massively helps as well, massively grateful for that so like I said earlier I'll be back with uh, Chris and uh, and Adam I think tomorrow we're going to sit down and record it so we'll be down later in the week to uh, talk more about the uh, more about dads and the strong dads podcast so I will be back and I will speak to you then take care